Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Minds podcast. Today I have with me Debbie Cromack. Debbie is a corporate lackey turned entrepreneurial renegade. She is an international best-selling author and a business coach, empowering introverted female entrepreneurs to set up the foundation of their coaching business, implement a replicable sales process that feels good, and replace their corporate income so they can thrive in their business, quit their corporate job, and create a life they fall in love with every single day. Debbie, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? You're very welcome. I am honored to be here and I have loved getting to know you over the past like couple of weeks that we've been connected and like back and forth. It's just so much fun. And yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great. You know, it's funny. You're right. We have been keeping in touch now for a few months, actually. A few months. Uh, we connected earlier off of social media and since then, we've just been like, hey, we've got to collaborate of some sort. You added me onto your incredible Facebook page full of entrepreneurs trying to make this shift from their nine to five to, their, to running their own business. And I've just been able to see so many women and how you've been empowering so many women through this Facebook page and providing so much great, great content. So this podcast interview is going to be a little bit different. Um, you are going to share, I know you're going to share the challenge that you went through making that switch from the nine to five to running your own business. But you're also going to provide so much feedback and insight on how my listeners could even do that for themselves. And that's what I'm super, super excited about. I'm super excited and happy to have you on. Yay. Yeah. It's, you know, because it's, um, it's not easy. It, it, that, making that transition is not an easy thing. It is possible. I mean, I have done it myself. I have seen other people do it. So it is possible. But look, it's, it's a hard road. And in my opinion, I, I honestly believe that, that women who are successful in the corporate world are ideal to come into this online space and kick some butt, to be very honest, right? Because like, let's face it. Look, I was making over six figures in my business and I am dedicated. I am motivated. I am driven. I am like, I'm a go-getter. And I think it kind of requires that type of person, introvert or not, right? Because I am an introvert, but I am still like this very passionate, like I do not back down. I am very resilient. I actually have um, a couple people in my group who are like, I can't believe you, like what I call the straddle, some people call the hustle for three years. So I was in my, my most recent corporate job for 19 years and three, the last three years, I was do, running my business at the same time. And they were like, how did you do it for three years? And I was like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to make the switch, you know? Um, and then finally, one day I was. 
Yes, and that's so you call that the straddle, like balancing both. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. (laughs) One foot, one foot in your job, and one foot in your business, right? Trying to just tread water. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, and trying to balance all of it, and it's super, super hard to balance all of it. And that's what you're talking about, like that commitment, that resiliency, that women and you know men they they'll show in their corporate positions, their employed positions. And they can easily transfer that into owning their own business. And so I want to know how you got started. So like, take us back to these, this time, this, this time, like you were 19 years in a corporate position and just that whole transition, that time when you realized you wanted to make a shift. What? Yeah. Um, so, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it as, as brief as I can, because I actually, um, what started happening for me was back in 2012, I started having panic attacks because of the stress. And like, I mean, my, probably my average day, my, well, my low, my average day was 12 hours a day. My low end day was about 10 hours a day. And there were 14 hour days, plenty of 14 hour days. And I worked a lot of time on the weekends and that was just it. I mean, and I, and I remember kind of, you know, it, thinking to back then, I like, I remember reaching out to my counterparts and being like, like, have I lost my mojo? And like, is my time management just really in the pooper? Like what's happening here? I, I don't understand. Nope. They were working the same hours. Oh yeah. I was up till midnight putting my pitch together. Okay. It's just not me. You know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes you think like, have I totally lost it? So I knew it was just the nature of, of the business. And when my, I like, never worried about my health in my life. And when I started having panic attacks, I was like, what in the world is happening to me? I, I don't understand this. Like, I'm, I'm not an unhealthy person. Like, what's going on? And of course, at the time, didn't know what it was. And I was like, please identify what this is so I can do something about it. Can't do anything about panic attacks. It's stress, right? And I was just like, uh, okay, so you want me to, like, stop being stressed out? So, um, you know, it, it, like, that to me was a big sign that said, you need to do something about whatever is happening here. So even at the time, I didn't quite yet know what I wanted to do. And I, I just like, I toiled around with ideas and all that. Um, and, I, and I just kind of kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And then as I was working in my corporate job, the job was changing around me. So my strengths no longer were even complementary to the position that I was in. So I wasn't even doing work that I enjoyed. I was stressed out, working myself to the grind, very unhappy pretty much very unhealthy at that point. And I was like, this, uh, there's something that I like, I can't imagine living the rest of my life this way. And, uh, you know, many, many, many tearful moments. And one day, so I had, I decided to start my business and I didn't know what I was doing. And I just was like, I want to empower women everywhere. Well, okay. That's not a very good niche, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, beautiful sentiment, but like you, you can't, I mean, that was just way too broad, but that's how I started because I had no idea. And so I I kind of was like, you know, chugging along and, and doing that. And one day there was a situation at my corporate job where I was kind of getting blamed for incorrect information on a template. Long story short, the template itself that we had been provided had several errors in it, okay? So, you know, here I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm horrible. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, what do we women do? We take the blame. We take the blame, right? 
And I was the one who discovered that the finance person gave me a template that had errors in it. So of course my, my data was going to be incorrect. So like for me, what, for whatever reason, that set me off and that was the last straw. And I landed on the bathroom floor for like the umpteenth time, sobbing my eyes out, like so hard crying that no actual sound came out of my mouth. And my eyes were shut so tightly closed with tears and crying that I broke blood vessels around my eye sockets. And, you know, like I was there for quite a bit, sobbing and sobbing. And then I like scraped myself up. And I, I just remember looking in the mirror and saying, this cannot be life. Like this cannot be what I meant for. And it was at that moment that really my niche found me. And I said, nope. I am taking this responsibility for myself and for other women to say, you don't have to do this anymore. And I'm going to reach out my hand to you in this crazy virtual world and say, come on, girl, grab my hand. Let's go. I got you. We're going to do this together because no one should have to live that way. Mm -hmm. And, and suddenly there it was staring me in the face. My niche was to help women who were just like me, who had finally had it in their corporate jobs and said, I meant for more. I'm here for a big, bigger purpose. Okay. So that was the start of your journey. It was the start. And, and it was kind of in the middle of my journey that that, that moment hit me, right? Because I had started, to, and I thought he waffled, and I didn't really know. And I put out beautiful content, but it was vague and general, and it could have been meant for anybody. But at that moment, I knew this is what I have to do. So you had the heart, you wanted to help other people. You wanted to empower other people with your content. You were putting that stuff out there and you just, that niche was what you needed to find. And at that moment, you just discovered that that was really what was calling to you. And I love that. I love that that circumstance in your life really showed you, that showed you the way of what you were meant to do in life. Yeah. That's really, that's super important because I feel that already in this, this society that we live in with, with, you know, women experiencing things in, in income inequality and just not being able to have the positions that they want. Like they could, may, I can see that being an, an issue of thinking, you know, me, start my own business. Like who's going to want to buy anything from me? Who's going to want to learn from me, you know, and having that doubt, but being able to find you a coach who's solely, you know, because your focus is solely women trying to make that shift. But this information that you're giving obviously can be applied to both women and men. Yep. Um, but being able to have that and have you hand, like handhold them through this process, that's powerful. That's so powerful. And I'm so happy that you're in that space. Yeah, thank you. And you know, and that's the thing, right? Did it totally stink to have to go through that? Absolutely. It was very painful. It was very unhappy. I mean, like that was a devastating moment. But you know, I'm actually very grateful for it because yeah, it, you know, it illuminated my niche for me. And at the same time, like, oh my gosh, does it give me so much stinking compassion for my clients who are sitting in the midst and they are crying on their bathroom floors. So as stinky as it was to sit there and, and like endure the pain and awfulness of that, I'm glad it happened. It had to happen because now I can truly feel what she feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from that time until you were able to make the shift completely to quitting your job, tell us how that went. Like, what did you have to figure out? What, what structures did you have to lay so that you could start to build this business that was going to replace your income 
from the corporate position. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because my, like kind of that, you know, corporate salary replacement, to me, I call it the bread and butter path, right? What's going to pay the bills? What's going to keep me whole and allow me, instead of doing that work, to do this work, right? Without kind of like downgrading my, my salary. So like that's usually what I focus on with my clients. But it really, for me, I made a lot, <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. I have a whole live stream that I did on um, face plants, flops, and failures because, oh my goodness, like I just... I didn't know. And, and, you know, and I even had gotten a coach and she just wasn't the right coach for me. And, um, you know, so I just, I, 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 I mean, goodness gracious. I, I think I was on seven different social media platforms to be in with because I thought that's what you needed to do. You need to be everywhere all the time. And like when I'm working the kind of hours I was working, I was like, holy cow, how are people doing this? This is insane. Right? Like, and I'm supposed to like have get hired by clients and actually work with them. I don't have time to do that. I have to post all over the place, right? Like we can make ourselves nuts. So like I did it so stinking wrong, but again, good experience because you know, yep. now, now I know how to better guide my clients. And what I finally realized for myself and now teach my clients is look, you have limited time, right? And I kind of looked at myself and said, girl, you've got limited time. You better figure out what you need to do in order to get this thing going so you can replace the income and do this work that you really, really want to do, that your heart is being called to do, right? So I, again, I went through so much and I made so many mistakes, but I like, and, and let me just share this with the audience is that it really doesn't have to be complicated. I make it so simple for my clients and I kind of talk about like the four things that you really need to just get yourself started. One, a computer, right? Two, I'm gonna call it a hub for connection. Whether that, for me, you know it's my Facebook group. I spend so much time in there, I cultivate beautiful relationships in there, like that is where my people are, right? I know you're on Instagram a lot and that's become kind of your home, right? Where, where you're connecting and interacting with people. Podcast, right? So. Figure out wherever it is that your hub is going to be because that's where you're going to build a client base. Three, your magnetic message, right? Because you need to connect with people because our messaging, our content in the online space, that's the only way where we're able to catch someone's eye, right? And, and actually start to connect with them and start to build a relationship with them by sharing our expertise, um, by sharing personal things about ourselves, right? I mean, man, if you're in my world and you don't know that I have two baby goats, like I don't know where you've been, right? Like this is the stuff that people get to know about you when you're sharing your content and your message and who you are. And number four, a way to accept payment. <laughs> I mean, that's really all it takes. And I know that it can feel like, well, I need to have a website to appear professional. I, I need to, you know, I need to be creating a course in order for people to buy my course. I'm not saying that there's no value in those things because there absolutely is. However, what I am saying is let's keep it simple. And in order to make connections, build relationships, serve your clients and accept money, that's all you need to do. Like that's all you really need to do is, is connect with people and build that relationship and start working together and serving them and accepting payment from them. It yep. seriously is that simple. 
Yep, and I wanted to add to that because the truth of the matter is if you're in space, so we're, we're talking here, would you say this is strictly for like some sort of coaching business or would you say this could be for a product-based business? Totally. Okay, so obviously you're going to be going into this space already having something of value to share, right? Yes. So if you're a coach and you're sharing your message, you know how you can help people right? It's your experience. People are not going to be investing. And this is why like with coaching, it's like personal branding, like your message, your magnetic message you say, right? Because people are investing in your, in your, in you, like your message, your, your mindset, like what you have to offer from your personal experiences, right? And so, yeah, you don't have to have, and I fully agree with that. You don't have to have everything already set up on the back end because, especially when you're getting started, like that's, that's like analysis paralysis. You know what I mean? You're going to just, you're, I mean, like you can't necessarily know everything right off the bat. You kind of build as you go, especially with your first clients. And then, and then later on, you kind of just can recycle some of that information. Right. And then you start to build up that foundation. But in the beginning, yeah, you don't need everything. And I, and I remember when I first was going into like the coaching world, I was like, I had set up foundational pieces, like this is a topic, this is a topic, and these are some points under that, right? This whole like structure, but not like written out, like super, super like, like modules and all that stuff, none of that extra stuff. And I was hopping on coaching calls and people were interested. And so it's like, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with that. So you were saying, just to reiterate, a computer, yep. a computer a hub for connection so that you can find your client base, right? So whether it's Facebook, whether that's Instagram, those are the major ones, podcasts, you were saying, uh, YouTube could be another one. And your magnetic message is number three. So you're basically your personal brand. And then a way for number four is a way to accept payment, right? And so this is what you did, or you figured out in the beginning that helped you to start to gain clients. Yep. And, and, and again, it sounds so simple, I know. And you're like, really? Like, that's how you do it? Honest to goodness. I, I mean, again, my Facebook group is where I cultivate so many relationships. I give out boatloads of value. I have guest experts. You're going to be coming in there, right? I guess I have guest experts coming in there to spread value because it's just, it's a beautiful place of cultivating relationships, helping people to get to know, right? The know, like, and trust factor. Like, they get to know me in there intimately, right? I'm sharing stories. I'm sharing my face plants, flops, and failures, right? I'm sharing how I then succeeded beyond that. All the, you know, these four steps, this is all you need to do it. Like I share so much value in there. And look, we both know our value is not necessarily in our knowledge, right? We can Google anything, okay? Like knowledge is out there. Our value comes when we personalize it and we're connected in their business with them and we're giving them guidance and support and we're saying, okay, where are you stuck? What's going on with your business? Like when I talk in my Facebook group, I'm still talking pretty broadly, right? Because I want it to be applicable to the variety of different kinds of people who are in there. The value comes when I dig into your business with you. It's not necessarily even in the knowledge. So, but, but, but that's what I do in there, right? And I think that's the beautiful piece is that that hub of connection, that hub of where people get to know you and, and trust you and say, 
hey, I really like what you're about. I really like your message. Like, I really know that I can learn from you. How do I work with you, right? That comes from that hub and, and building that place of, of connection where you're sharing that value and you're cultivating the relationships and you're loving on your people, right? Like that is when those people turn into raving fans and clients. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of questions for you. The first thing I'm going to say, um, just to try to get some idea of how you balanced everything. So when you were still straddling mm -hmm. in both, how did you balance your business online with your crazy schedule in your corporate business, in your corporate position? Yep. And, and again, I make it simple because in the beginning when I was totally overwhelmed and things were chaotic and I didn't know what I was doing, it stunk. It was, it was, I didn't even really like my business at that point because it was too overwhelming for me. Right. That's why I knew I've got to make this stuff simple because if, if I am truly my dream client, my ideal client, she's going to be just as crazy and chaotic as me and she's going to have very limited time. So I, I ended up like, I abandoned Twitter. I, you know what I mean? Like I kind of almost dismantled a whole bunch of things that I was, I thought I needed to do, right? Like I've got to be here. I've got to be there. I've got to be doing this and that. Nope. Hold on. I went to one place, which was Facebook. And I said, I'm going to go all in on Facebook. And that's where I'm going to put all my energy. And, you know, I didn't fully abandon you know, Instagram, but I was on there very infrequently. It wasn't the place where I was spending my time. Okay. So I chose one place that hub and I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do here. And then look, people think we've got to be, um, constantly on social media all over the place. And I say, mm -mm -mm. consistently, right? So I would show up in my Facebook group three times a week. I did not have time to show up five days a week, several times a day. It just didn't work for me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't physically do it. But what we have to remember is the consistency piece. If you can only show up twice a week, then show up that twice a week. If you're a Tuesday, Thursday girl, then you show up every Tuesday, Thursday, and you show your, your people some love and you give some value and you put your posts out there and do that. Like it's about being consistent, right? Like I know in my group now, right? Everybody knows that Wednesday at 5.30 Eastern time is Mindset Cafe. Like they know it, right? Because I'm in there every single week and I do Mindset Cafe and they know it's coming. So it's building that consistency because I think the consistency too, that also feeds the trust factor. I know I can rely on Debbie to show up at 5.30 Eastern every Wednesday and do Mindset Cafe. There's a trust, right? Like, and that's, that's again, back to that relationship piece with your clients. So it's really more about being consistent, showing up and giving value and don't be afraid to give value away for free, right? Like, yes, our time is valuable and, and we should get paid for, for our time, but there's also a lot to be said for giving away free value. I have people who like get results from just the free stuff that I share and they're not even my clients. Right. And I, I'm thrilled by that because I'm like, good, go do it. Because look, I have, you know, 200 and over 240 people in my group. I can't serve them all. But if they can get results from the free stuff I share, fabulous, I've done my job. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about being very mindful about what you do in that time. And you want to make sure that what you're doing with the limited amount of time you have is revenue, I call it revenue producing activities. And people are like, whoa, what does that mean? 
Revenue producing activities are building, making, making connections, building relationships, right? Like, and, and I often tout collaboration because that's how you spread, collaboration has how you spread your message and your value far and wide, right? Like the opportunity that I am honored to be on here on your podcast with access to your beautiful audience, I may get a client out of it, right? When you come into my group and you share your expertise and knowledge, you may get a client out of that. And if we had not collaborated to be able to share one another's audiences and to give value in a very genuine, beautiful, authentic way, we never would have had those opportunities. So I think collaboration is another very good revenue producing activity, right? Because you're taking your limited time and expanding it, right? So focus on the revenue producing activities. Make sure that with your limited time, you're getting the biggest bang for your buck, right? Create that hub, sprinkle your love and your value on those people and spend your time there. Don't, don't create a website and spend time writing copy for your website. Again, it's not that that's not important, but it's not necessary now. That can come later. It's a wonderful thing to have a website, of course. You can put your services on there, your products on there, your about page on there. Like, it's great to have it, but you don't need it in order to serve your people and make money doing it. Absolutely. Everything is on your, on your like hub, your Instagram or your Facebook. Everything everybody needs to know about you is right there. They can scroll there just as they can on a website, right? Absolutely. And they can also just create like a one page landing page. Like they could just do a one page thing that just kind of talks about you, what you do and how you help people, you know? Yeah. So that's another option. Incredible. I love that. So you were able to balance, that was like a fundamental principle for you. What to balance the nine to five or not the nine to five. You were a crazy, had probably a crazier schedule, but yeah. corporate position with the early days of your business was to focus on these revenue producing activities or like I know it money making activities yeah. and <laughs> and um, that is making connections building relationships and collaborating with people and um, and then just focusing and being consistent being consistent on when you're showing up so that you can build that trust factor with people right so when you're doing this after hours like after you got off of work how did you plan out your day? How did you, like, how were you getting on client calls? Like, all of <laughs> how was that in that time? Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because, again, like, I'm not going to lie. It, it wasn't easy. And, and, look, to be very honest with you, at the end of, if, if it was a 14-hour day, even if at the end of a 12-hour day, you're pooped. You're exhausted, right? And as much as I loved my business at the time, I, there were still plenty of days where I was like, I have to write content now. Like yeah. I just, I don't even have it in me as much as I loved my business. I was just so fatigued and uncreative, quite frankly, that I was like, how am I going to give value to these people? I'm totally depleted. And all I want to do is think and go to bed. Right. So, and, and look, you have to be very honest with yourself too, because look, we can totally burn out really, really fast. Right. Mm. We can burn out really, really fast. And then suddenly we're resenting our business, yeah. which, I mean, we don't want to do that, right? We, we want to make it 
the thing that we, we want it to be, which is this beautiful business that's, that's for us, that fuels us, that feels good. So be mindful and girl, you need to take a break. Then you take a break that night, right? Even if you have something scheduled, you're like, I have to write my content tonight, right? Like you have to listen to yourself. You do that five days in a row, then maybe you really need to think about, is this truly what you want to do, right? But, but I'm saying like, listen to your body. And if you are, just need to shut down, you, you just need to shut down. And really for me, um, the, the, the scheduling part was tough. It really was very tough. And I would have to do client calls like on my lunch hour, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. And you know, right? Because you have these, like, if you're lucky enough to have a chunk of time, that's mm -hmm. when you're going to, you know, plug it in. Um, mm -hmm. And then sometimes, sometimes I would actually use a client call as a forcing function for myself to not work a 14 hour day. I would almost use it that way and be like, you know what? Most people are home at this time. I'm going to go in. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to schedule this. And if nothing else, even if it's just a break and I have to go back to, like, if I have a deadline, if I have something due or whatever, and I have to go back to work, I would put it in there when I knew, okay, she's home from work at this time. So it'll be at six o'clock at night. Boom. I'm stopping at six o'clock. I'm going to take this call. We're going to do our thing and then I'll have to go back to work. Right. So it's not enjoyable, right? But it can work and you can make it good for yourself and still make it work without totally burning out. It's, it's a matter of knowing yourself and what you can handle and when you need to just call it quits for the day. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that because this is, an, this is a very special interview and podcast episode because we are talking about, well, specifically what you were going through, 12, 14-hour days and trying on top of that to build your personal business. So it increased those hours that you were, and that you had to be mentally on, right? And so this highlights the fact that people, when they want to make the switch, they have to be passionate about what they want to go into. They have to be all in because it's going to be much harder because you are basically working double shifts, you know, and it's not just about being interested in doing something else, but you have to be able to be resilient. Like you were saying, like mentally, like being able to stimulate yourself because being in a position where, I mean, I've even experiencing it because my, my position for, for hygiene is very demanding mentally and physically and emotionally like all oh, like at the end of the day i am exhausted i need to take a power nap right when i get off 30 minutes and then i can get back on and then it's like it's just you have to like you're saying like you you have to know your body but people need to to understand too that yeah this shift definitely definitely possible but you have to be all in you have to be passionate about what you're doing you have to know that what you're about to do is going to require that extra level of dedication and commitment that you're probably not used to, but will be definitely worth it. Yeah. And I, I love your all in phrase because that's exactly it. You have to be all in, you have to be resilient. And, and just, I mean, the, the biggest thing I can say is just don't give up. Right. Like, you know, and, and people often like, you know, what, what's your biggest takeaway? Like, what, like if you left people with something, stay resilient, don't give up because like we, like, Again, it's not easy, but it's worth it. And I just always tell people, just don't give up. 
because it is so worth it, right? Like, I can't even tell you the day that I resigned, like, I mean, the emotions, the elation, the, the weight lifted from my chest, the, the freedom that I felt. Well, I went like, oh, like, you know what I mean? It, it, was, it was just a moment. And, you know, like I have I, goosebumps just came to me because like, that is the feeling that I want for my clients. There is just nothing like it to know that you have, you have taken back your life. You have taken back your life and anything is possible at this point. Like, so that's always the biggest thing I say is just don't give up, stay resilient because you can do it. And I know it's going to be hard, but, and, and I will say too, the, for me, the mental capacity to be able to get into like content writing at the end of a long day, that was a little bit harder. But when I was getting onto a call with a client, it just came right back because I was like, energized and we're talking about their business and what are the struggles like that was so much easier to just get on you know what i mean and and get into that energy where to just know that i needed to kind of sit and get some content turned out it was a little bit harder and that's why i say listen to your body and if you just need to put it to the next day when you're going to be you know when you like maybe on a friday and you say okay i am not doing 12 hours today i'm only doing a 10 hour day today and i'm going to take that extra two hours that's when i'm gonna write my content you know what i mean like you have to figure out what works for you for yourself and and, and physically and and schedule it schedule mm -hmm. schedule schedule it i i put everything in my calendar when i was going to write content if like a, con a client call all that kind of stuff because it helped me know and stay on track with the balance right I know I want to get my content written because this is valuable because this is going to help my potential clients who are in my Facebook group. So this is important to me and it goes in my calendar. Yep. So let's talk about that time blocking. That's super important. I think in any schedule, anybody who wants to have a, an intentional day, the time blocking is super, super important, right? You have your job. That's fine. But in the morning, there should be something like I'm all about morning practices and doing a morning routine, getting up earlier before I start my day, my day job. And then in the evening time, like now, you know, the double shift starts and how I'm going to be able to push through with everything. So that's very important for me. So how did you time block your schedule so that you were the most intentional and the most powerful so that you can balance both? Yeah, and, I, and it's funny because I'm actually going to bring up the word or the term self-sabotage um, because I think for, for most of us, right, who are coming from that nine-to-five type of job and into our own businesses, our, our biggest struggle is time, right? More so than money, it's time, right? Well, I'm not sure I'm going to have time. I don't have enough time, right? Mm -hmm. Look, I did it. I did it with very, <laughs> very limited time. Right. So, but I think what we do is we, we allow ourselves to self-sabotage and go, well, I just couldn't make it because I didn't have enough time. Nah, I'm calling mindset on that. Right. Many people call it BS. I call BS on that. Right. I call mindset on that. That's just you saying it's an excuse, right? We're self-sabotaging. So again, I think figure out what your schedule is and what flexibility you have. Now I was very, very fortunate. And that I got to work from home and I, and I know people everywhere are my friends, my family. Well, you can kind of just do laundry and like, like, do, like do stuff, right? Like, cause you work from home. I'm like, you guys don't understand. <laughs> like, 
this is, you know, that they, I don't have that kind of job. Like we get on calls to prepare for calls that we need to get on. Then we get on the call. Then we have a call after that call to talk about the things that we needed to do that generated from the call. Like there was like, it was craziness. Okay. So for me, what I would do is I would find slots of time and there really wasn't even a lunch hour, but if I could, like I would look for those periods of time where I didn't already have a call scheduled. Right. And again, I was lucky and fortunate because I didn't have somebody hawking over me. Like if you're in an office, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. Um, but hopefully you have the ability to leave the office and cut your day and go. And then your time is yours. Like, you know, if you're not a crazy person, like what I was in and your day ends at five o'clock or six o'clock and you can get home time block that as your time, right? If you're doing crazy stuff like me, like sometimes, okay, so I'm going to be totally honest with you in corporate. You're oftentimes invited to many, many conference calls, some of which not necessary for you to be on. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would actually write content <laughs> sometimes if like, if it went like, you know, a hundred people were on the call, you're not running the call. You don't need to participate on the call. The things they're talking about on the call, you're, you have nothing to do with your job. So I would be like very mindful, you know, cause I don't want to take advantage of the company, but I would be like, this call, I'm, I'm required to like, hi, Debbie's on. Right? Like I needed to, like, no. to say that I was there. But if it had nothing to do with me, I would sit and I would write like a post. I would write a, a, you know, a social media post. And if that's the time that I had, then that's what I would do. So I would be really looking at my calendar. Where do I have chunks of time that I'm not taking away from my company? Because clearly if I'm giving them 14 hours of my time, I'm not taking advantage, right? And then for me, a lot of times it was nights and weekends and listening to my body when it said, you're done for the day, you're not doing anything else, right? All righty. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So that's the time that you had available to dedicate to the other, to your, to your side business. That was evenings and nights and then on the weekends. And that's honestly speaking, I can speak to this too, because I'm in the same boat right now and I'm, I'm working on projects on the side of a full load during the day and the time blocking is super important for me to be able to know what i need to do and balance it and stay on track because if i don't then i mean time will just escape you right and then that's why at the end of the day and at the end of the week you can say that excuse make that excuse of i have no time and it is just an excuse it doesn't mean it's true if, if people were more structured and they structured themselves, it is completely possible. And that's what you are here to tell people and to help people through. Right? And I think too, and I, I'm going to throw this out there as like sort of a caution because again, I was in corporate a long time. So my, my most recent job was 19 years. I was in corporate over 25 years. Like there's a certain mindset that you have, right? So for me, earning my paycheck, being productive, um, you know, all, all of that stuff meant loading my calendar. I was constantly busy. I went from this thing to this thing to this. like, there were very few empty spaces that I would be able to fill with stuff. Okay. Then when I finally, and this is, this is a funny kind of interesting thing. When I finally made the, 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 the sever, right. And I said, okay, now I'm on my own. What do you think I did with my calendar? I filled that bad boy up. I had every moment of time on my calendar blocked out. Okay. 
and I feel I'm gonna write content here, I'm gonna put a blog post here. I mean, like, and I barely had any time for client calls. Mm, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting, right? And so I had, I had actually a lull, right, in clients because I filled my stinking calendar because that's what I knew how to do from my corporate job. This is what makes me productive. This is what earns me money. Mindset. <laughs> and that's why, that's why you mentioned earlier the importance of the revenue producing activity. So it was important to get that back into your schedule and that be a big focus in your day to day. Right. Exactly. Because now that I had all this time on my hands, what did I do? I almost reverted back. Like I had a little bit of a, a bump in the road when I actually first made that sever, right? Because there was an identity shift. I was no longer an employee. I was truly a CEO. What? You know what I mean? Like how, what, what do I do with that? Right? So I actually had a bit of a stumbling block when I first, you know, severed from that corporate job because there was a lot of stuff going on for me because I didn't, I didn't really know how to just fully be a CEO. I was simply, you know, running a business. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully stepping into the, I am a CEO of my own company. Like I look, I need to get this sorted out. So yeah, there was a big transitionary period even once I finally did it. Yeah. Important. And that's, and it, and it's just the process, right? It's just, it is part of the journey. You're going to step into new shoes and you're going to figure out how to walk in them. And then it's just going to, you're going to learn from that, make the mistakes and keep going, but it's a process. And, and now you're helping your clients do that. So can you tell us, I want you to tell everybody listening, like what it is exactly that you are passionate about helping clients with and how you help them. Honestly, it's the simplicity. It's, I'll, I'll say three things, simplicity, mindset, and empowerment. Because what I have found to be true, and, and again, this is what I just kind of said, I even stumbled when I you know, finally made the cut and, and you know, jumped ship. Um, there is a big difference in mindset from the successful woman in the corporate world and the successful female entrepreneur. Because there's, you, there's so much more ownership in understanding our worth and our value as an entrepreneur than there ever was being an employee of a big company, right? Mm -hmm. Our worth came from external places, right? Great PowerPoint presentation, nice job on that Excel spreadsheet, right? We took that to be our worth, our value, right? That's what we meant to the company. Now we come into this online space and if, if our worthiness was not fueled by our parents through childhood, right? Which a lot of times, those of us who took that corporate path, it was not. It was, this is the path that's going to make you successful. You know, don't go do that creative thing over there. Don't go be an artist, right? Don't don't go be a fitness instructor. That's not going to get you where you want to be, right? Take this path. This is the safe and secure path. It's also the miserable path, right? (laughs) So like, it's, it's important to, to recognize that and say, okay, you're going from a, 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 an environment where your worth came from there. And if you weren't fed that when you were young, you can do and be anything you want. 
you go for it, you test things out, you try things out, you feel where your passion is and you put your all into it and you go for it. I'm here supporting you. You can do anything you want. If you weren't fed that, which again, many of us were not, and you jump into this online space and that's where your value has to come from is in here, inside you, and you don't have it, you're going to struggle. Yeah. So I'll give you a funny story. When I first started, I want to empower women everywhere, right? I called myself an empowerment and mindset coach because that's what I was like. I knew women needed a mindset and empowerment coach because that's where we're struggling, right? And even um, very close until the time I actually made the switch, I was still calling myself that until hello, I said, they don't even know what that means. You know, empowerment, of course, we've all heard of it, right? But I have to tell you honestly, mindset. I had not heard that term in the corporate world. I hadn't heard it until I came into the online space and started learning about it. Mm. And that's when I was like, yes, this is what we need. But I I was like, wait a minute. They don't know they need that. They're saying, I'm struggling. I'm suffering. I'm unhappy. I'm unhealthy. I want to start a business. I need a business coach. Yes. Then I said to myself, I better start calling myself a business coach because even though that sounds incredibly boring, that's what my clients are looking for. That is who they are looking for. Now, my undercurrent of that is I focus a lot on mindset and empowerment because I know that's what you actually need, right? So like, like you were talking earlier about like kind of having pillars. So I have my ARF structure, which is awareness, release and focus, and forward propulsion. And that's my pillars in my business. Awareness and release and focus are all mindset, right? So two thirds of my coaching structure is on mindset because it is that powerful, right? Because we really, and look, it's not even for business, right? What is that? There's a statistic out there. 90% of our success in, in life is mindset. I mean, that's just huge, right? Easy. It's crazy. Yep. I love that. Oh my God, you're so amazing. And that is a great point to touch on that it's that shift makes people doubt themselves. I mean, like if you don't have the belief, like, and you don't have the belief and you start thinking and that's that fear of the unknown. Right. And it start thinking like, am I even capable? Like, Absolutely. This is like what my worth is. This is what I work. This is, this is what I work for. This is what I went to school for. This is what my parents are proud of me for my colleagues and everybody I know, like this is my identity. And now I'm going to completely shift that into something else. And just completely, because you have to think also like, what are my parents going to say? What are my friends going to say? Like, I don't even know if this is going to be successful. Right. So you have to have complete confidence in your identity and who you are and what you're capable of. And if you're not really sure about that and you don't have someone that has done it before that, that is telling you, Hey, you're good. You're fine. You're on the right path, right? You're you're doing well, keep going. If you don't have that. And that's actually for me, what was a big thing for me too. I got a coach and this coach actually ended up not being the right coach for me just because it was in a different space than what I was actually interested in going into, but he was big on mindset and he actually helped me believe in myself. And I didn't ever think I had, I didn't think I had that problem. I think that's the funny thing, right? 
because we are so capable and so accomplished in our corporate jobs, right? And we think, I'm smart. I have an MBA for goodness sakes, right? Like I've, I, I worked for a fortune, I think 100 company they are, right? Got my MBA. Like, I mean, of course I can come and do this. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated, I'm motivated, I'm driven. And all of a sudden we're met with this wall of like, oh my gosh, what if I have no idea what I'm doing? What if they think I'm full of crap? What if nobody, like, uh, like what if they judge me, what if, right? Holy cow. But we come into the space with, with all of that going, well, of course I was successful here and we have no idea what to do with what we're feeling and what we're faced with when we come into this space and we're not immediately successful, right? I'm not immediately successful. What's, what, what, what do I do with this? I'm capable, I'm smart, what's happening? And then what happens? Fall apart. All the fears come up, right? All the doubts come up, all the judgment comes up, all of those horrible like stories of, maybe I really am not good enough, maybe I should go back to corporate. And if we, like you say, if we don't have someone in our corner guiding us and supporting us, then like I call myself a coach, like I'm not a pusher. Like I don't push people. I'm a puller. Like I'm pulling you towards me and saying, come on, girl, come on, girl. Right. So like, if you don't have someone in your corner and look, by all means, make sure it is someone you resonate with and you feel that energy with, right? Like if it's me, great. If it's not, find someone who is. And because you want that type of deep connection, that type of electric connection where you know this is the person who's going to help you get through that sludge right that you didn't even know was coming because you said but i know how to be successful over here surely i know how to be successful here and when it doesn't happen as we think it should oh, i should be farther along what's happening i don't understand like oh my gosh, the stuff we start to do for ourselves. It's horrifying, actually. Yeah. And we want someone in our corner who can help us deal with that and work through it and understand what it is and where it comes from and how to change it, right? Yeah. Because it's absolutely possible. Like you said, different shoes. It's, you're, it's not the same animal you're dealing with when you're an employee and when you're a CEO of your own company. And many times you need, I mean, even if it's not a coach, all of these CEOs, entrepreneurs have mentors. Like it's, it comes in a form or another, right? If you need a little bit or a lot of handheld, uh, handholding, you're going to need help. It, you can't do it on your own. Like it's just not, whether it's a friend or a family member that's giving you support emotionally, mentally, like it, it needs to be there because it's not an easy process. It's not an easy process at all. So I want to thank you so much, Debbie. All of the information that you provided today was absolutely solid and absolute gold. I know that everybody's going to benefit so much with it. And I wanted to ask you if you had any final like promotion or offer that you are currently doing. Um, I am going to share your contact information and your Facebook page. But anything else that you wanted to just really put out there that you're passionate about right now that you that you might be running, something special that you want to share to our listeners? Yeah, girl, I have my Transform Your Money Mindset. It is a three-day training. It's free. It's in my Facebook group. It's very, there's, there's not even like a, a landing page or an opt-in. You just come into the group. It's going to be August 5th, 6th, and 7th. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's all about this money mindset because again, I think coming from that corporate space, like our value and the, the stable paycheck, and then we come into here and we feel like we're taking money from people and pricing and all of that kind of stuff, like money mindset can totally bite us in the bottom. So we're having this money mindset training. It is transform your money mindset. They just have to come on into my Facebook group, which you know is my favorite place to hang out and just get loads of value. Like it is the place where I go and I drop boat loads of value. So yeah, I would love anybody who, and I think, <laughs> which is pretty much everybody. I think at every stage of business, we have money mindset stuff that comes up. So it's good to have tools that help us like manage through those things at the different stages. So I invite anybody who is interested in working on money mindset and improving their money mindset to hop on into my group and join us for the three-day training. Perfect. So this three-day training for Transform Your Money Mindset is on August 5th, 6th, and 7th, absolutely free. And everyone, if they're interested, they can join your Facebook group, which is Emerging Empowered Entrepreneurs. Leave your nine to five and thrive as a coach. So that's the Facebook group. And you can just request to join and, and Debbie will go ahead and, and, and accept you. Quick question, is it females only? It is. Okay, females only for that. And so that's the Facebook group. You can also find Debbie. Um, she has her own Facebook page, but mainly this group is where she's where she she hops on and she connects with with um, with the audience and everybody who wants to know more about her content. And also, you can find her on Instagram at Emerge Empower. And your website is emergeempowerment.com. And also, is it okay if I share your email? Absolutely. Okay, great. Your email is Debbie. So D E B B I E at emergeempowerment.com. So Debbie, thank you so much for everything that you shared today and just being so genuine and just so, so willing to, to give so much free value. I know that everybody's going to really appreciate it because I know that it's, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make this shift that are interested in making this shift and just can't, can't find in them to do it. And at least not realizing that the shift is pretty, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's not complicated. It's just not many steps. It's just mindset. Yep. And stay resilient, stay resilient. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Debbie. I appreciate you being on and to everybody else until next time. That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired, and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit LoriJimenez.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.